Hello, and welcome to the I Hope Empowers podcast. Have you ever wondered why the birthplace of Christianity is now almost all Islamic? Back then, it was largely due to Christian apathy and fear, and now we're in danger of repeating history. Islam is growing here while Christianity is declining, and yet just 2% of Christians are sharing the gospel with tremendous implications for future generations. This podcast is all about empowering you and your family to help reverse those trends. Hello and welcome back. This is Karen Bajani and I'm here together with Renaud. Hello. And we've been unpacking the five biblical essentials that every Christian should know and do with Muslims. And this time, we're diving into essential number two, and that's how to look for a person of peace. So, Renaud, what does that even mean, to look for a person of peace? Well, a person of peace is a term Jesus used, and it just means someone whom God is drawing to Jesus as Lord and Savior. Jesus says in John 6, 44, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. That means no one, not most, not many, no one will have the desire to know God the Son unless God the Father first gives that person the desire to want to know Jesus. Also in connection to this, 1 Corinthians 12.3 states that no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. That means, again, no one, not most, not many, no one can know and accept Jesus as Lord and Savior unless God, the Holy Spirit, reveals it to that person. So that means that 100% of Muslims who have ever accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior were drawn by God the Father and were enabled, enabled by God the Holy Spirit to know, accept, and surrender their lives to God the Son. Now, when I first heard this essential, I had a big aha moment. Here's what I thought. I thought, you know what? It's not my persuasive reasoning or charisma that draws a Muslim to Jesus, and it's not my perfect gospel presentation or perfect words that are going to lead a Muslim to know and accept Christ. Yeah, I mean, this understanding really transformed everything I did in connection with Muslims. I came to learn through experience that the wisest and most strategic thing that I could do to be fruitful was to identify and focus my efforts on looking for the Muslim that God had already prepared for Jesus. When I learned to do that, I began experiencing the joy of leading Muslims to Christ. So, Renaud, let's, let's share what this essential looks like in real life. Now, ladies, I have a story for you that's going to be especially relevant for you. And men, while you're listening, I hope it gives you ideas on ways that you can connect with Muslim men. Now, Tracy, our friend Tracy, had never befriended a Muslim, and she was in her mid-30s. She came to an IHOPE workshop, and then later she was going to join us on a mosque tour. And as part of that tour, she needed to wear a hijab. And she was really struggling about that, wondering. She was noticing 
all these different kinds of hijabs women were wearing. Some were black, some were white, some were colorful, some had patterns, and all of that felt really confusing to her. Plus, she didn't really know how to put one on. Well, in preparation for that mosque tour, we went out with Tracy to have dinner one night at a Mediterranean restaurant, and there were a lot of Muslims around. And while we were there, Tracy saw two Muslim women eating together. So she decided she was going to approach them. So she got, she mustered up her courage, and she went over to their booth, approached them with the hijab she had, and she said, Hi, I'm Tracy. I'm a follower of Jesus, and he put in his love in my heart for Muslims, and I want to share his love with Muslims. I couldn't help but notice your hijabs look so beautiful on you, and you put them on perfectly. I have this hijab here. Could I ask you how to put this on? Well, these women agreed to do that with Tracy. And, of course, they had questions for her as to why would she even want to put on a hijab and why she would want to go to a mosque. Tracy then shared with them the two-sentence gospel presentation that we shared with you on our previous podcast. Now, one of those two women did not seem interested at all anymore, and she politely left them. But Samira stayed, and then she went on to spend hours with Tracy that evening. In fact, Samira turned out to be a person of peace, and a Jesus-centered friendship was born. Samira went on to church and then Bible studies with Tracy, and eventually she accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. That first encounter propelled Tracy to utilize that approach repeatedly, leading to other Muslim women persons of peace and eventual followers of Jesus. Oh, I love that story. Tracy went from never having met a Muslim to quickly finding her first Muslim person of peace, who eventually became a follower of Jesus. Tracy's story illustrates in practical ways what Jesus taught about this in Luke chapter 10, verses 5 through 7. There Jesus said, Whenever you enter someone's home, first say, May God's peace be on this house. So if those who live there are peaceful, the blessing will stand. If they are not, the blessing will return to you. Don't move around from home to home. Stay in one place. Now there are two insights you can apply from this passage. First, share a clear God-dependent message. Doing that will help you make a quick determination if you're with a person of peace. And if you are, focus on them. Tracy did that in her introduction to Samira by including, I'm a follower of Jesus, and he put his love in my heart for Muslims, and I want to share his love with Muslims. Samira was intrigued by that Jesus-centered introduction and wanted to know more. These are strong signs that God may have been drawing her to Jesus. In the process of Tracy answering their questions, she shared the two-sentence gospel presentation of Romans 10.9. Now, that drew Samira to want to know more leading her to ongoing Bible studies and church attendance with Tracy, eventually resulting in Samira accepting Jesus. Um, this is great. Now, Renaud, what, what about Samira's friend that walked away? 
Yeah, now that illustrates so well another part of what Jesus taught in Luke 10, 5 through 7, regarding when a person rejects to continue with you in a Jesus-centered encounter. And Jesus said in that moment, if, if your peace returns, he said, shake the dust off your feet and move on. So Tracy let Samira's friend go. And that was the end of that relationship. So when she was not willing to engage with Tracy, in her mind, Tracy thought, next, and moved on, just like Jesus commanded, just like he instructed. And instead, Tracy focused on Samira, who was that person of peace. Now, there are 1.43 billion Muslims who have not heard the gospel. God wants to train you and me to get skilled at finding the Samiras whose hearts God has prepared for the gospel. Jesus trained his disciples not to waste time with someone like Samira's friend who is not yet a person of peace, but instead focus on the Samiras he has prepared. Now, yes, and in your book, you share several important lessons for finding a person of peace. And right now, I want to unpack applying just three of those. First, depend on God, not your own expertise as you engage with Muslims. Depending on God will keep you close to Him, and that will give you more faith and courage to obey Him as it did with Tracy. Next, Trust God for the outcome. You can't control the outcome, but you can trust God with the results. And finally, humble yourself before God. If people were saved by your efforts, expertise, or methods, then you would get the glory instead of God. Humility keeps you doing things God's way, not yours, for His glory, not yours, in His perfect timing, not yours. Now, Renaud, we have another story about what finding a person of peace looks like in real life, and this time it's one for the men. Why don't you share? Sure. Carl was seeking to find a person of peace just before Ramadan began. He went into a Mediterranean bakery and restaurant, and as part of his introduction with a Muslim man, he said, Jesus put his love for Muslims in my heart. And I love to share the love of Jesus with Muslims. I know Ramadan is coming up, and I want to share some good desserts with my Muslim friends. Would you tell me about some good desserts that you like? The Muslim man was delighted to spend time with Carl, and together trying different desserts. Carl then shared with him the two-sentence gospel presentation and invited the man to a study of the holy books so together they can learn what Islam and Christianity teach about fasting and praying. Well, the Muslim man offered to share with Carl what Islam teaches, but he was not interested in studying what the Bible teaches. He politely declined, so they politely agreed not to proceed. A little while later, in the same way, Carl approached another Muslim man who came into the bakery and restaurant. That Muslim man, Ahmed, agreed to study the Bible with Carl. 
And so Carl began with Matthew chapter 4, introducing the chapter as a, a place where Jesus prepared to start the most important ministry in human history by fasting and praying for 40 days. Now that began the journey for Ahmed, who eventually accepted Jesus. Carl has been doing the same simple process to quickly identify in one short meeting, one short encounter, whether to move to the next with a Muslim or whether he quickly found a Muslim person of peace. Carl has led many Muslims to find and follow Jesus since then. This is awesome. Now, Renaud, let's camp out here for just a second. I have several friends who've been building relationships with Muslims for years, and they've not yet engaged in any gospel seed planning because they're waiting for the right time. What are your thoughts about that? Well, I encourage people not to worry about the past, what they've done or not done. Just begin incorporating what you learn now. I know that, uh, Karen, I know that you have a story of how people did that. Why don't you share that with us? Absolutely. You know, for several years, our friends Jane and Bob have been befriending Muslims around them, but they've never told them that they're followers of Jesus, nor have they shared the gospel. And you know what? They were just afraid, and they were waiting for the right moment. But with some encouragement, they decided to adjust. When one of their Muslim friends was sick, they told her that they would pray with her in the name of Jesus, since they were followers of Jesus, and she accepted, and she was healed And that began a Jesus-centered pattern where she kept going back to them to ask for prayers in the name of Jesus whenever she needed something. Well, then they offered to do a Bible study together, and she accepted. And then they offered her a Bible, and she accepted. And they began repeating that pattern with other Muslim friends. Well, now they have too many Muslim friends in Jesus-centered relationships with them. So it's never too late to insert that process to begin to identify potential persons of peace that God might be drawing to Jesus around you. Mm, Thanks, Karen. So let's do a quick review. Today, you learned about essential number two what a person of peace is, and how to look for one. And you learn some very practical ways to do that in your day-to-day life. On the next podcast, we'll dive into essential number three, and that's the Bible. We will learn how to introduce your person of peace to the Bible. Well, that's all for today. Until next time, practice being mindful to the Holy Spirit's leading as you apply these two essentials to your own Muslim outreach efforts. Thank you for joining us on the I Hope Empowers podcast. Our vision is for every Muslim to hear the gospel through an authentic relationship with a Christian. Learn more on our blog or find other resources on our website, www.ihopeministries.org.